You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And right now, you guys can get all the sports that you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On. Today, That the host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Us, we started doing our own podcast, The Chargers Domination Live, which we started six seasons ago with the San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. I also write for the LA Football Network and actually just came out with an article predicting who I think the Chargers take in the first round. I'm two for my last two, so hopefully I can make it three for three. But this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? It's crazy for me to sit here right now and tell you that the draft is tomorrow. I mean, especially... Let's go, baby! It's it's so exciting, and I think for the Chargers, and I mean, for what Chargers fans think that the Chargers need, I mean, there's a pretty complete team that a couple of really good contributors you know, could really change how the season looks for the Chargers. So tomorrow, it's going to be so crazy. And we're going to have live shows with the Locked On NFL podcast. They're going to have a live show on YouTube that you can find there. We're going to be giving our analysis on the picks right away with videos and audio. Maybe even a bonus show on Saturday for you guys going over day two, rounds two and three. So, so much to be excited for. But welcome into today's show. A special thank you to all of our listeners checking out the show for the first time. And as always, a special thank you to our loyal fans checking back in with us again. And today you guys are going to get rewarded for being a fan of the show, especially if you called in to the voicemail line. We have three draft-specific voicemails that we're going to get into at the end of the show. In the second segment, we're going to be taking a look at our final needs for the Chargers as they head into this draft. The top two corner and tackle are pretty obvious. I don't think either of us are going to change there. But after that, it changes a little bit for each of us. And I think there's an argument on each side. And then to start the show, we're going to go over the Chargers mock draft tracker. Chargers.com ended up releasing who all of the latest experts have the Chargers selecting with the 13th overall pick. And there's some interesting trends there. AVT popping up back into the conversation. So there's something to be excited about. But let's go ahead and get into it. The Chargers have released a mock draft tracker of all of the latest experts and who they think the Chargers will pick at 13 overall and we're going to go as far back as April 1st so these are all pretty recent within the last month but there's a lot of trends that trends that I see in here I mean just off the bat I mean Christian Darisaw leads the way with six and JC Horn is second with five more of the recent ones have Christian Darisaw the JC Horn ones are usually for a, a couple of weeks ago so not as recent of mock drafts, but right now, David, I think with a bunch of different factors kind of going into it, it seems like it's going to be J.C. Horn or Christian Derisoff for the Chargers. Yeah, and I mean, I think you would be pretty excited with either one of those guys. I'm, I mean, probably more so J.C. Horn. I know there's a lot of Charger fans out there that say, hey, if the top two tackle prospects, Panay Sewell and Rashawn Slater, are not there, then get me the best cornerback available. And we have a, a lot couple of fans saying there. that at the end of the show in the voicemail segment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, there's some, some minds out there that like J.C. Horn. And, hey, I'm one of them. I like J.C. Horn, too. I mean, he's not my first guy, but if he's available, and your other two tackles, 
tackle prospects that you like the best are not there or you don't have somebody you have rated higher there, then, yeah, you take J.C. Horn and you feel really, really good about that. But, yeah, I mean, one of the things you brought up uh, I thought was a little bit uh, exciting for us, obviously, because we picked AVT in our mock draft here on the NFL mock draft on the Odyssey app. Uh, I'm excited that AVT is getting some more run. He's getting some more love. I know a lot of people out there complain about the the short arms and they think he's destined for guard. But uh, like you, Daniel, I think he can definitely play tackle. And I'm glad he's getting a little bit more respect. Yeah, and Luke Braun from the Lockdown Vikings was just going through a breakdown today of the game that everyone points out about Elijah Vera Tucker against Oregon and Kayvon Thibodeau, where he you know ends up giving up, I think the stats had six pressures and two sacks. Couple of questionable ones in there, but Luke Braun goes through all the reasons why he actually had a good game in that. So if you guys want to go to Locked On Vikings, you can check out that thread. There's a lot of good video breakdown of how Elijah Vera Tucker actually succeeded in that game. And that's really the only game that anyone is really trashing him for and saying, hey, that's why he can't be an offensive tackle. You combine that and with I the know fact they would be happy, Dan. I know he would be happy if we if the Chargers took a corner because he was messing with us on Twitter a little bit too, yep. saying, I hope you guys look outside of tackle in the first round. Yeah, and so, I told him they can keep their picks too, and they can stay right at fourteen so the Chargers get their, you know, cream of the crop if they stay there of whoever is left over at that point. So I mean, That's in right. so many mock drafts you see of the Chargers where they don't take Christian Derrissaw, the Vikings end up usually taking him or they end up taking Elijah Vera Tucker. So that could easily be back-to-back offensive linemen off the board there and more of a reason, you know, for one of them to potentially try to move up a little bit to ensure their guy gets to them. But I think with Christian Derrissaw, the hate has gone too far for me. I mean, like I've said before, he's not my yeah, favorite pick, but... It's not a total reach either. I know in Daniel Popper's latest mock draft, he had you know the mock draft accumulator basically, where it told you who the biggest experts from around different you know fifty different sports websites have for their big boards, and I think he came up fifteenth as the fifteenth best prospect. I mean, and that's even with the Daniel Jeremiah's that have him down at like thirty six. So I think the hate has gone a little bit too far there, and I don't think it's a reach because I think. There's a few teams immediately after them, whether it's, you know, the Vikings or even the Raiders that could decide to take him. So I don't think that's a reach, but I understand people's hesitations. And Well, and I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter uh, on the Lockdown LAC uh, that was saying that they didn't like Christian Derisaw at all. And they thought that DJ Fluker was a better prospect, a better tackle prospect than Christian Derisaw. And I told him I didn't agree with that because... In the draft, I mean, I remember covering DJ Fluker. I mean, they were already talking about him moving inside to guard, like, in the draft process. And I don't think I've really seen very many people saying that Christian Derrissaw is going to have any issues playing tackle. He has the prototypical size and the arm length and the ability. It's just questions about the the motor, right? I mean, I think that's really the only consistent question people are asking themselves about Christian Derrissaw. I mean, he's displayed he's able to do it, but is it? a consistent motor type of thing for him. And can you be the guys that end up, you know, turning that switch on all the way, right? And all the time, like Jordan Reed from the Draft Network talked to us about when he was talking about why he was so bullish on Christian Derrissaw. So that is the biggest thing. I mean, him out in space, quicker defenders can beat him there. There's some minor technical things that happen as far as hand placement and footwork and some of those things that can be refined. But I think he's, pretty good in those areas and I would just say that for Christian Derrissaw 
it's not a reach of a pick. He might not be the best player available. And I think, you know, there's still an argument to be made for that to be the pick no matter what. But for me, I think the hate has just gone a little bit too far. And with Christian Derrissaw, even though, you know, people are kind of bashing him for the effort. I mean, not sticking on blocks is a big thing for him. But most of those reps, he's still winning, right? Even with the plays that people are saying lack of effort. He's still winning almost all of those reps. So he's just a guy that I think that... I'll take that. Yeah. I think for him, it's so easy for him at times. It looks like he's not really trying. And I think that can be, you know, misconstrued somehow, some ways. But I do think that the other thing that stood out from this mock draft tracker that I just want to touch on is just there's no more Rashawn Slater falling to the Chargers, right? I mean, even the Miami Dolphins recently said that Robert Hunt is going to stick in at guard now. So they might take Penesuel, which has smokescreen written all over it. And we heard they were going to take <laughs> Justin Herbert, you know, last year around this time. But just going Definitely. off of this, David, I mean, the last most recent mocks only have two going with Rashawn Slater and thinking that Slater is going to get to them. So that is something that I think just seems less and less likely. And it seems like the mock drafts are kind of catching up to them, right? So we will get more into this conversation of, you know, Darisa or one of the top two corners at the end of the show when we get into our voicemails. But coming up after this, we're going to give our final ranking of the needs for the Chargers. And we're going to disagree a little bit on some of those positions, but we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or a simple beautiful conversation piece they're the perfect way to bring light into her life and they're available now through mother's day only at bluenile.com just search the words 10 by 10 this collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and it's fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful i checked these out and i was blown away by the beautiful simple ring from lola fenhurst if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever you're definitely going to want to check this out this won't be around long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Charger fans, I also have to tell you guys that Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and right now they're offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. That's you. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, if you guys text right now, they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, which is the most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to get you back in shape absolutely free. All you have to do is text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. All right, we got into who all of the experts out there think the Chargers are going to take in the first round. And now in this segment, since we do have the draft tomorrow, which still seems crazy to say right now, we wanted to get into who the Chargers' biggest needs are right now, which position groups on the roster need most attention when the Chargers head into the draft on Thursday night. So, David, as you see it right now, we're going to get into all five of them, but I don't think there's any argument about offensive tackle number one, cornerback number two. No, no disagreement, not, not whatsoever. I mean, we all know it. 
The Chargers know it. Brandon Staley <laughs> knows it. There's a hole at left tackle. I mean, you don't listen to Tom Telesco being comfortable and you know bullish on Trey Pipkins. That's just straight GM speak. We hope. We all know he's still what I said. We hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we they hope. said the I same mean, thing oh last year, and they really didn't add to the position. Didn't draft a left tackle at all last year. But yeah. Yeah, if they do that again this year, there's going to be Charger fans with torches and pitchforks ready yeah. to throw Tom Telesco out of the door. Mm-hmm. I promise you. I mean, if he doesn't come out of this draft with a left tackle in the first three rounds, then he's doing something wrong, regardless of his mantra of getting players, not positions. I don't care what you, I don't care about that statement whatsoever. I mean, you have to draft players and positions. You have to consider both of them, okay? That sounds good, but come on now, let's be realistic. But yes, it's definitely tackle. It's then it's definitely corner. Those are the two premium positions. Those guys get paid a lot of money to do. <clears throat> those guys get paid a lot of money to go out there and excel and play at a high level. And the Chargers are missing high caliber players to fill those slots. When both are big enough needs to where if they get drafted in the first round, Charger fans will be okay with it to a certain extent. Yes. I mean more on the left tackle bandwagon yeah, than the corner bandwagon because. There's never been a cornerback or bust, right? That's never no. trending in Chargers Twitter. So people are more on the left tackle bandwagon. But at the same time, I think corners like Sertan and Horn have definitely risen up Chargers fans' draft boards. And, you know, especially with some talented players that are falling to the second round. But Yeah, they've been more and more okay with them. Exactly. It seems that way, at least from what we see on social media. But this is where it gets interesting, David, because the next three, because we're going to do a top five for this, can get a little trickier. So after those two top needs, where are you going for three, four, and five, and one? Yeah, so three, four, and five, I mean, I I took a little bit of time with this. I mean, at first I thought I had it, you know, just right off the bat, but then I was like, hmm, maybe not. I had to reevaluate a little bit. So the next thing for me is edge. I, I think that's the next most important need. And yeah, they say they got guys, they can play that position. They picked up Kyler Fackrell, but I've never seen really, you know, consistent production out of Kyler Fackrell, and we haven't really seen Uchen and Wosu go out there and play consistently because he just hasn't had the opportunity. He's always been behind Melvin Ingram. Now he's going to be the guy, but that just means you have one guy on the team that has proven that he can go out there and get after the quarterback on a consistent basis, and of course that's Joey Bosa. So you need to add more guys that are capable of getting after the quarterback. You were in the bottom five of the league in sacks again for like the second consecutive year. So you can't allow that to continue. There's a reason why people, coaches and organizations say they can't have enough path they can't have enough pass rushers. It's because they impact the game. They change the course of the game. The Chargers have not done a good good enough job of getting after the quarterback. They need to add a player at that position that can come in and make an impact. Well, and I'll cut after, in right here and just say that just because I, you know, we'll get into why mine's different, right? Yeah. And I think that for me, number three is safety. And I think there's a different argument for each of these, and I'll just you know go ahead and say right now that my next one is edge defender too. But I think what okay. makes this conversation so interesting is that you have a good argument for both sides because as far as edge defenders go, even though Melvin Ingram didn't play very much last year, you lost or him well. and you know Isaac Rochelle as well. So that's two guys that at least played some significant snaps and have had significant roles, both gone, and you only brought in one guy in return. In Kyler Fackrell, and I think we believe in the top two guys. 
We believe in Joey Bosa. We believe in Uchenna Nwosu. And having Kyler Fackrell just as an overall player, I think he's a good player, not a great player, but a guy that's going to play He's going to help you teams. several different ways, for sure. Yeah, and I think that with that position, you definitely need something, but you can also potentially afford to wait, but you only have one season because both of those guys, Nuwosu and Fackrell, are both free agents after this year. So I think that's why the argument goes edge. For me, I've been banging my table about the need at safety. And I just think that, especially with Derwin James, it's like we can't afford to overlook that need for the Chargers anymore just because you can't yeah. always bank on Derwin James to be healthy. You can't really bank on Nazir Adderley, who's had one season healthy where he didn't look great and one season where he was injured for most of the season. So I think right That's there true. is where... I think that you need to add somebody because the next guy in is Alohi Gilman. And we know that over the last couple of years, somebody's had to play some significant snaps. Last year was Nazir Adderley because it was supposed to be Derwin James and Rayshon Jenkins out there. And now this year you go into it with those two guys as your starters with no clear backup plan. So I do think it's a big Yeah, they might there. call a timeout before they allow Alohi Gilman to go out there. <laughs> so is your fourth biggest need going to be safety then, or did you go a different way of four? No, I did go safety, yes. Yeah. I mean, I recognize that as a need as well. I mean, like I said, I did a little bit of juggling, but it was always, you know, several of the, you know, three or four same positions. But safety is definitely there. I recognize that Rayshon Jenkins was a guy who played multiple different safety spots and showed his versatility and got better. I mean, he was a guy that I think was a little bit more of a glue guy than some people really understand because he was able to be out there and be healthy. I mean, yeah, he had his, his definitely had his flaws. I mean, all of these guys do, but he did provide some value and being able to play and be durable and be available and be out there on the football field. So I know safety is a position of need. We all talk about how brilliant Derwin James is, but we just don't know if he's going to get out there and perform. We all want it. We all know what he's capable of doing when he is on that field, but there has to be contingencies and backup plans, and you have to have talent at that position that you believe in that can come in and play at a high level in case something happens. So just because we're running a little bit long quickly, who is your fifth biggest need as far as positions go? Yeah, real quickly, the fifth biggest need for me is defensive line. I just think they need to add somebody that can impact the game in the middle of the defensive line. So that's why D-line is the next one and my fifth on my list. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think there's an argument for their, for that position at fifth. I know another one we talked about is tight end, who's probably right yes. outside of that, you know, because they will be fine at tight end this year with the guys they have. But going forward, it's hard to know what the outlook is with a rental player in Jerry Cook and things like that. But if I was to go wild card here, David, I would go specialist, right? And I think that yeah. can go a lot of different ways. I mean, a punter, a kicker, but also just special teams in general, which isn't one position, so I'm kind of cheating. But at the same time, you need special teams-specific players. I mock-drafted Avery Williams, right? So that was a Yeah, that solely... guy, the special teams ace, man. That guy was so exciting, all the things you told us that he's capable of doing and how much he can impact the game on special teams. I mean, that's crazy. I mean... The Chargers have benefited from special teams aces in the past. That seems like another good play. I like that. And it's just, you know, having special team specific type of players and finding guys that even if, you know, they're not a second string player right away, maybe their contributions on special teams help them get that roster spot and stick around as a late round pick. So special teams is a huge need for the Chargers because we haven't really seen a lot of special needs specific guys brought in. We saw one with Ryan Smith, but that's pretty much mm -hmm. it at this point. So 
that is another big need for the Chargers going to the draft. And with, you know, three picks in the sixth and seventh round, it's something they can definitely address. But we do have one more segment to get into because we do want to get to your guys' voicemails. We appreciate you guys sending them in, even though we've been too busy to get to a lot of them. We have a few really good ones to get into today, talking about trading up in the second round after getting one of your big needs in the first round, and also taking those top two corners before potentially taking someone like Christian Derisaw. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you guys can track all of the action at BetOnline. This week has a ton of sports action on the go. This is a really good week to get in on it because you have the NFL Draft, which has a ton of different bets that you can pick from as far as player selections, position selections, tons of fun bets there. And there's also the first leg of the Triple Crown. The Kentucky Derby is this week. So horse racing is also very, very fun to bet on if you haven't already. But before the next pitch, head, before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game. The games will have so much extra juice when you have money on the line. And the only place that we trust is betonline.ag. And right now, you can even get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I also quickly want to tell you guys about the best protein bar in the world. And you know, for me, I'm talking about Built Bars. And taste is everything for me with Built Bar. I know for some people it's health. For me, it ends up being taste because if it doesn't taste good, even if it's healthy, I'm not going to eat it. And with Built Bar, you get so many delicious flavors to choose from. They're all 100% covered in chocolate, so it always feels like you're pretty much eating a dessert. And they're soft and easy to chew while bringing a ton of health benefits as well because they're all high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. They work with pretty much any diet that you're on. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order because you listen to this show. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off any order at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you sticking around to the end of the show because we have some really good voicemails on today's show. So we wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the draft coming up, and we have a few different draft topics to hit on. But if you don't already know, the number is 323 323- 524-7924 to get your voice on the show. We try to play as many Chargers voicemails as we can. And we have one of our OGs, you know, one of our regulars, I would say, Joe from Jersey is calling in with something about the draft. Let's see what he has for us this week. Hey, guys, Joe from Jersey. I thought I'd give you a call. I'm not sure if I'm too late or not, but we'll see uh, about the draft. I'm going to focus in on the first two rounds. Um, my home run pick would be to get Penesul, but I don't know if he'll be there. But I think we got to get offensive line and if both of those guys are gone i'd get myself an ace corner in either horn or sertan uh that's the way i'm looking at it i'm hoping that's even possible we'll see if that is possible but i don't want to reach um and i I would like to get the best player available whether it's a corner or an offensive lineman the question is who's going to be there so uh if we have one of those slater if we have penny sewell (laughs) i wish um or and then I want to get myself an ace in, in the horn um, or Sertan. What's your thoughts? Go Bulls. All right. Well, this is something that we have dis- discussed to some extent. But the other big thing that we have to remember, too, is there's a chance neither of those guys are there, right? There's a decent chance, maybe a good chance, that the big four that we always talk about, the Sewell, Slater, Horn, and Sertan, big four, are off the board, right? And that's when the conversation gets interesting but David 
especially, you know, with the two guys that are there. I mean, the guy you said you had as your number one corner on top five Friday last week, J.C. Horn could potentially be there. Patrick Sertan could potentially be there. Are you in favor at this point of taking one of those guys at 13 over Christian Derrissaw? Yes, I am, uh, because I think uh, that those guys are going to come in and be impact players for the Chargers on defense right away. And there is still some concerns about the the quality or, or the value at 13 getting Christian Derrissaw. I mean, it's hard. But, yes, I am on board with it. If the Chargers go out there and, you know, that's how the board is played to them where the top two – I mean, top two tackles are off the board, and then you have an opportunity to get one of these guys. I still believe there are some tackle prospects in the second round that I feel really good about. Um, but that's that's it. That's how it would have to go for me. If they if they wait till the past the second round to address tackle, then I don't care what they do in the first. Uh, it just would not be a good look. But yeah, I'm okay with it. So I think the other thing too is just as you know, Chargers fans have known it, we've waited so long for the Chargers to try to address that position, right? And finally find a That's left tackle. That's what scares the hell the out of you, man. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point you're just hoping that they take a left tackle, but you could still make the justification for either of those corners. And I think the other thing is, is you can have both of those corners on the board and realistically say these are the best player available. We're taking that player even though it's not the biggest need and it's only the second biggest need, which is a nice thing to fall back on because you're still filling a giant need with that pick. And then, you know, you get your pick of the second round tackles or whoever makes it there. That's the part that scares me the most in the second round, just not knowing who could be there. But we'll actually get into that first. I want to get into another voicemail I really liked and we didn't get a name from. And the, you know, deep cut members of the Locked On Chargers fan base would know that. We've had a couple people call them without their name. We have Nameless One, Really OG classic, one of our favorites. And there's also a nameless too. And now today we have a nameless the third. So let's hear what he has for us. I want to say I'm being a 50 year old Chargers fan that lives and grew up in New Jersey. Um, I just recently discovered podcasts and literally I'm finding a show where people talk about just the Chargers for as long as you guys do. It was amazing and your show rocks. Um, I grew up uh, having to you know wait for the uh, USA Today to come out on Wednesdays just to hear anything, you know, about the Chargers that wasn't Giants and Jets. So uh, that's great. But I wonder about the draft. I just wanted to say that to see down at the bottom of the draft, Caleb Farley, Kevin Jenkins, and Asante Samuel, and I'm thinking uh, as opposed to trading down that we uh, we keep our pick and we take uh, the best available tackle, most likely Darius or Slater, who looks like they're falling to us, and then trade back up like we did with Kevin Kenneth Murray last year and, and take the best available corner or or offensive lineman, whether it be, you know, trade up to maybe like 23 or 20, uh, take Caleb Farley or Sunday Samuel Jr., Cosme, uh, Kevin Jenkins. They all seem to be hovering around that area. And uh, and that covers two of our spots, and that's maybe take a flyer on Caleb Farley there. Um, they say that, you know, the, the circuit was a success, and we might, you know, walk away with a great draft going two spots. Um, with uh, plug-in starters. So just a thought. Um, hey, again, you guys have a great show, and um, it makes my day every morning. So thanks. Bye-bye. So that's always cool to kind of hear about things like this, and especially cool when, you know, the first two voicemails today are both guys from Jersey on the East Coast, right? I mean, that's something that is very interesting. But, yeah. 
Well, hey, I did something on Twitter, man. I mean, I put out a post saying, hey, where are you guys from? And we got responses from literally all over the world. So it truly is worldwide for the Bolt fam. Yeah, and the Chargers fan base is a melting pot. You're just getting people from everywhere. But listening to you say that about, you know, waiting until Wednesday to go to USA Today and see something that's not Giants or Jets, I, I could definitely understand that, you know. Not really because I always lived, you know, near the Chargers. But it must be tough for people on the East Coast, especially way back when you had to wait for newspapers and stuff like that, and you didn't have podcasts solely dedicated to your team every day, which is, you know, is the whole point of us doing this. But this is something I wanted to talk about with the last voicemail because it directly applies here. Whoever you get in the first round, moving up to get your guy in the second round with one of the good players you feel really good about, either towards the end of the first round or early in the second round. So, for example, if you get J.C. Horn, Maybe you move up for a Dylan Radins or a Samuel Cosme or even, as he's saying, a Tevin Jenkins if he slides a little bit. 100% in favor of that. And on the flip side, if you get the tackle that you want, if you get, you know, Rashawn Slater, you know, and then you in the second round, you want to make sure you can get up and get a guy you like, like Asante Samuel Jr. potentially or Greg Newsom or Caleb Farley. That one, you know, is, has the injury red flag. So you don't know if the Chargers, you know, have done enough to earn taking an injured player like that with some serious risk behind it, even though his medical is checked out. That's very interesting, David, but I think we're all in favor of something like this. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, if that happens, the Chargers have some capital to work with. They have an extra third. They have an extra sixth. They could definitely package something, put something together to be able to move back up and get their guy. I mean, I would definitely be okay with that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that seems nice, but Talasco also just said that, hey, you better make sure that guy you're going up to get is good. Right. And he did that last year with a big need in Kenneth Murray. We'll see if he wants to pull the trigger and do something like that again. But we have one more, another OG. We got Barnaby from the 805. Let's hear what he asked for us. What's up, fellas? It's Barnaby from the 805. I kind of have a statement and a question. My first is, you know, if we don't get Slater or we don't get Sinead, then we got to get the best player in the draft. Get a good corner. Don't just get Christian Derrissaw or whoever's got a bunch of flaws. Like, get the best player available because we got a big hole and a big need at corner, and I just don't want them to take a B or C-rated offensive lineman when we can have an A-plus Pro Bowl cornerback. I mean, everything's a risk, but I just don't want Telesco to pull the trigger because we need it. And I know we've talked endlessly about our need for offensive linemen, but maybe they can find somebody through trade or draft, I mean, later on, or bring in some undrafted free agents, who knows. But don't pass up on a pro bowler potential. My second is, what about Storm Norton? Uh, he surprised me on how well he played. He's head and shoulders way above Trey Pipkins, our third-round waste of a pick. He looked pretty decent. Do you think that he could play left guard? That's my question to you guys this week. Love the show. Bumped up, baby. We're still going to have a really good season. I can feel it. Justin Herbert is just going to take this league over, and hopefully um, we can protect him. Thanks, fellas. Bumped up. All right, Barnaby. Well, we appreciate you calling in. So, obviously, we just talked about the taking a corner over Darisaw, potentially one of the top two corners. Feel pretty good about that. But let's talk about Storm Norton, David. Are we forgetting about Storm Norton in this whole tackle equation? 
I don't know if we would, we would say that we we're forgetting about him, but we kind of realize what he is. He's a good quality swing tackle. And well, I and I should probably I, clarify too. I know that Barnaby did say left guard. I mean, guard is another discussion, but I'm, I'm thinking he meant to say left tackle. Like, you know, could he be the left tackle? I don't know. I, I, I'm not really sure how to take that part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, besides having one of the coolest names in the world to be a Chargers tackle, I mean, Storm, it just doesn't get much sure. better than that. Um, I did see him get better game after game, um, and he filled in quite a bit because Brian Belaga only played around 40% of those snaps. So most of the time, the guy going out there was Storm Norton. And yeah, he had a couple of issues, but like I said, the more he played, the better he looked. And I do think this is a guy who can develop, but I don't know if, if you would... If your intention was to try him at guard, I don't think that would be getting the the most value out of him because I do think he's a solid tackle. And, I mean, I think if this new coaching staff can get more out of him, he's a guy who could potentially, you know, earn himself some money uh, down the line. But I I like the prospects of him staying at tackle. I think he's good quality depth there. Yeah, he doesn't make you feel good about the starting left tackle position at all. But as far as depth, maybe. I mean, if you're making an argument, you know, the Chargers don't double dip in tackle in this draft class, I mean, I think you'd say, hey, you feel a little bit better about the depth because Storm Norton looked okay in his time last year. But he's also not a guy that was just like driving people off of the ball and just a totally physical finisher who had a ton of problems with speed rushers or something like that, like you would see with someone who wanted to transition to guard. Not going to say he can't do it. I think I like his prospects just as, you know, a guy that can be depth for this team, but doesn't change the equation or move the needle for me at all at left tackle or just thinking that the Chargers have a big need at tackle in general with the uncertainty of Brian Bulaga after this season. But that is going to do it for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow for draft day. So excited for that. We're going to have all kinds of draft day shenanigans going on and we'll be doing the locked on NFL live YouTube show. That's going to be going on tonight, tomorrow night as the picks come in, we will be there to break down and analyze for you guys who the Chargers end up getting. And we're thinking about even doing a bonus show potentially for Saturday this week after we go over the Chargers' first-round pick on Friday. So a lot of things to be excited about. We're excited that you guys chose to listen to us today. We really appreciate that. But make sure to check back in with us. Make sure to go subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page so you guys can check out the live show and get our live reactions and all of the local experts' reactions to the pick. So until then, guys, make sure to follow us on any social media. You can find us... a you can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC and on Facebook on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can also find us on our new Instagram account at Lockdown Chargers as well. You can also follow the show wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Following the show on there is always the fastest and easiest way to get the show and also rate and review if you like the show as well so we can keep it going. But if you guys want to be on the next voicemail show, the number is 323 524 7924 and we hope we get all of your voicemails and reactions to when the Chargers end up drafting some players so super excited to be back with you guys but tomorrow is draft day get excited and get back with the Lockdown Chargers podcast until then take it easy and go Bolts